Recording in progress. I don't. Well, it'd be at seven o'clock. We can get started anyway. Things are recording, so you're all set. Okay. Chris. All set. All set. Okay. I'll call the meeting of the Davis Thayer Reuse Advisory Committee to water on this October 17th, 2023. Uh, let's see, I have to read these things here. A note to the residents, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are also live streamed and archived by Franklin TV on the Franklin Town Hall TV YouTube channel. Meetings are also shown live and on repeat on Comcast Channel 9 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to mi maximize citizen engagement opportunities, um, citizens are welcome to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. The link to access the meeting via Zoom for the October 17th meeting of the Davis Thayer Building Reuse Committee. Meeting is as follows. Zoom link. Um, you go into the Zoom, then click open Zoom. Or copy and paste this URL into your browser. Um, let's see here. U.S. What is that? U.S. what? Zero two web zero two okay yeah web web zoom us and that's um, eight four six eight I'm sorry eight four five two nine six four nine four one zero call in uh, phone number call one nine two nine two zero five six zero nine nine and enter meeting ID. 845-2964-9410. Then press <clears throat> excuse me, pound. Please be sure to include your name in order to be identified and let into the meeting. You will automatically be muted upon entering the meeting in order to speak. You will need to raise your hand on the Zoom platform and request to be unmuted. Okay? So, do we have many people, Jamie, that are? Uh, you have two folks on Zoom. Two folks on we Zoom. Have one Steve Sherlock, so he partially counts because he's here. At oh, he counts. <laughs> Absolutely. He's more than partially. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, he's here for everything, so he's. Exactly. Well, it's always one, but it's one he's, more he's than. He's probably on like one Zoom. Right, Steve? Right <laughs> okay. Our first agenda item is open house discussion. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting to have people coming in uh, to the school this weekend um, on set on Friday from two to five, and on Saturday from ten to two. Um, I hope that we have a good turnout, and I know there are some other things going on in town on that day, but um, just to be able to pop in, you know. I hope that they will. I mean, we've heard from so many people that they did want to be able to go into the school to see it one last time. Uh, so let's see if they step up and, and they come forward. Uh, does anyone have any suggestions for the uh, for the open house? Uh, get a chair for you. Uh, Jamie, could we schedule another one for the college kids at some point? For the college kids? Because the college kids are away. For the, the Franklin kids are Franklin away. Franklin kids are away. I mean, I figured we could, but it's not, it's not going anywhere. You mean, I mean, you mean Pete's college kids? Kids are in college now. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Well, that's. Chair, I mean, it's, it's really hard for me to say no to, to, yeah. to, to like, you know, like very easy ideas. Yes. Um, I think it wouldn't be specifically for the college kids. We would just try no, to but discuss. maybe something like wrap close to Christmas, like over the holiday. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. We can try to take that on when. Um, I mean, if the committee wants to do something like that, I mean, we can try, but yeah. not, not, I'm not sure Christmas. we could. Yeah. Uh, really, Christmas. Not, not, on Christmas, <laughs> not on Christmas Day. No, right. Uh, like January, early January, anything like that. When kids are still. I think, yeah, Will that interfere Madam with the school, though? I mean, we're not planning to do anything inside there, right? No. No. So, 
there's, there's no problem with doing that. But it's not asked. Yeah. Well, have people oh. mentioned it to yeah. you? Well, then that's what we will do. And I, and I said that the school's not going anywhere for a while, so it's not right. like it's going. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good thought. Yeah. So, so, Madam Chair, possibly, um, and it's already been suggested like that first or second week of January, because generally they're home for a good two to three weeks, which kind of gets us through the holiday season, whatever holiday you celebrate, and yeah. then have time to do that. At first, I thought maybe you were thinking the Thanksgiving break, no, but that's no, probably not no, enough time. No, so January. Yeah. So you're and it might give other people a chance that can't come in no, October true. to come as well. True. So you're talking the last week in January? Mm, maybe second no. week or After something? New Year's, no. After New Year's. Yeah. Old, yeah. Okay. I'm open to all of that. Is everyone else fine with that? Okay. Yeah, you've got, you know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Lots of choices. Um, so flabbergasted. Actually, what I, mean. <laughs> I wrote it. I know. I think that makes uh, makes perfect sense to look at either late December, early January, but mm -hmm. it also gives us an opportunity beyond the college students and the folks that miss it. But by then, we may be a little bit further along with either an RFP or something and you know developers and contractors and various people may rather than have to make private appointments which gets to be cumbersome that might be a great opportunity to just allow them into seat space. If you do an expression for interest you do any RFPs there's, there's requirements around these things you have to do a site visit mm -hmm. You know, um, so I, I have no doubt there'll be plenty of other opportunities for people to, to get in. I think we should get through these couple open houses and see what the audience is, who didn't come, who got left out, who, you know, whether it's a big crowd, small crowd. Uh, but as part of any RFP process, you have to have uh, a site visit. Even when we did the old um, South Church down Washington Street, mm -hmm. we, had a, we had a site visit for four hours so that um, people could go in and take a look at it and ask questions of particularly, you know, obviously the facilities director and building commissioner mostly. Um, Jamie, I did have a question about this weekend. Will we be somehow tracking who comes? Yeah, we've, we've used developed the sign-in sheet. We're going to allow people to sign in with their basic information and have a column also in case, um, kind of more of a fun thing, but just something of like, you know, you know, what do you believe, Davis? You know, what would you like to use the property for? Just so that we have all that in one place. Uh, we had talked about, you know, the wall, you know, stickies, but then that gets in the magic mark. That gets a little too much. Um, so we're just going to have a simple place there for people to fill in what their ideas might be. So we'll know everybody who comes for sure. What about writing on the wall? I think maybe former students had written on the wall a lot in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who those folks might be. I hope there's nobody on the committee. But, <laughs> no, just, but um, we would allow that, right? The if past students wanted to. Right well, there where the office was. When you first go in, the office was on the right. Perhaps we could do up a sign, students' um, autographs. Or do you want to have like a... What is that? I don't know what you mean. Like, you just want people to write on the wall or put a yeah, piece students, of paper up? Yeah, past students. I don't know. Seems disrespectful. They're over a little, over a little I think their names are already painted on the wall. I think everybody, didn't everybody sign the wall at some point and put their fingerprints up in their hands? No, they did a booklet with so, fingerprints in that. Let's just, uh, I'll just get to pull this one back a little bit. Let's just, let's just have the open houses. Let's just get into the building and... We'll take it from there. And if people want to sign the walls, they can sign the walls if that makes them feel good. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm not trying to say no. I just don't. I think some of this stuff is getting off into, we're detouring off into areas that are not focused on, you know, the open house purpose is to allow some people into, yes, nostalgia is one of it. But hopefully we'll give some interested parties the access to the building to look around and ask some questions. So I just I just don't want to deviate too far from that stuff. So, okay, okay. Do you have um, the paper name tags? You know that everybody could wear um, wear one so that people coming in would know that they are part of this committee, and if they had questions, they could come to us. Yeah, we have this the you know the typical stickers you get the sticker the ones. Yeah. 
So you'll have some of those there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good idea, folks. Is everybody coming so both days, one day? Yeah. How's it on one day yet? It's more than likely Friday. Probably Friday. Saturday stuff. I'm going to plan to be there both days, so that will be good. That will be good. Okay. And we're not having um, any kind of water or anything like that available to yeah you. we're probably just going to get like we're going to get some coffee just some you know just some basic stuff because i think most people in my experience at these events usually talk all day and so most pe it's a good thing it's a you know you want converse there's one thing everybody really wants is conversation we really want people talking that's why i'm trying to avoid the writing on the walls with ideas we want people to talk to each other about ideas and and help educate people who are coming in for the first time to look around again, but haven't been following all the meetings or the, the studies from the consultants. You know, we want to try to educate people on the pros and cons of what we've talked about at these meetings. So we're going to try to get some coffee and, and uh, you know, some basic drinks and stuff there. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Yep. Any other thoughts for? Um, are, is, is, is the meeting or is the House being publicized besides like the normal town channels, like the town newsletter and things like that. Are there other means of advertising that we could throw up there that might draw a wider audience? I, I'm open to all ideas. We, you know, the town government has control over the, the, the social media and the, the town blog. We've sent out those posts to the email list and stuff like that. Um, I know Steve Sherlock has done them too on Franklin Matters. I know I'm sure Alan Earls will do something in the Observer if he hasn't done it already. Um, and then after that, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have control over anything else. Uh, like, is there any signage or anything around town? We, we have a sign right at the Davis there, the bulletin board. Oh, yeah, we could probably do the bulletin It's on the board. outside, you know, just to put there that open house will be, you know. I'll put the DBW sign in the comment. Is there a sign, does the DT signs, does that billboard, bulletin board still have, like, the final message of the final day? That was taken down? It says, welcome to downtown now. Yeah. So welcome to downtown. Okay. It says, welcome yeah. to downtown now. Okay, so we can fix that. To How about talk. the DBW sign that they have at the comment? Is it still there? Uh, I the think they're sign. doing, the. there's a fire open house on Saturday, okay. too. So I'd have to, I'd have to try to talk to them about who's. Priorities. Yeah, well, we're just, you know, yeah. uh, how much, yeah, I'd have to talk to them about that. We have more than one of those signs. Perhaps we could, you know, put... Two signs up. What time is the Some fire? of them are also being used for like construction zones and stuff, so we yeah. don't really have. What time is the fire? The one that's on the, the common is, I think, the one that's being used for that purpose. Same time. But Ten to two. What time are we? I can talk to the chief about it. Okay. Yep. I'll talk to the chief about it. Walk from one to the other. You know, it's been advertised a lot. It's been it all over Facebook. It's been at the town council meetings. I mean, mm -hmm. in all due respect, if people want to come out, and guess what? If they miss it, then they've got a chance in January. So yeah, I think we need to I think a lot of move forward. forward. I think a lot of people do both. Especially with Maybe. My kids. I would have done both. My kids were young, got on the fire yeah. station, locked down, so walked around the school, too. Exactly. That was what y'all talked about the last, that, yeah. that's why we're having it on yeah. Saturday, was yeah. to kind of get some. Right. But I, but I think the young kids are not going to have any emotional emotion to the Davis their school because they didn't go there. I agree. But when yeah. you're a young parent, you're just looking for something to do. So, they walk around the whole spooky school. Yeah. Take them beyond the golden wall and all that. Yeah. <laughs> As they did at the DPW yeah. this past weekend, yeah. and it was a great turnout. Yeah. Good turnout. Good turnout. Time. Okay. I have a suggestion, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Red Brick Schoolhouse, we have such a great turnout. And they have, from what I understand, they have a, uh, not not their own historical society, but they do have a group of people that meet and have some money in a treasury, and they have some history with the school. Maybe they would send it out in their email list. Um, I don't know how I'm on that, and I don't know how many how active it is. To oh, be perfectly honest with you, okay. but I thought that might yeah, I turn out at the ribbon. Yeah, but are you in the uh, Stokos, the uh, history museum too? Uh, yes, because they're on Facebook lots. They could share it. They yeah. can too. Yeah. All right, I'll get in touch yeah. with the um, historical commission, and <clears throat> I I'm positive, you know, as far as for the association. All right, but I'll check. 
And I'll check. You know, that would be fine. Okay. Historical. And... I think based on the Facebook comments alone, we're going to get a good turn. Good. That's what we want. That's what we want. Okay, anything else about the open house? I have one quick question. Sure. Jamie, you had mentioned that when folks sign in, they'll have an opportunity to put ideas down. Is that something that we'll have access to before our next meeting together to see kind of what the t what the town is saying in terms of ideas? Yeah, absolutely. I don't see any reason why not. Yeah. Probably just scan it, send it out to people, or I'm sure we'll review it at the um, at the November meeting too. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Okay. Good. Thank you. Okay, we will go to number two here. Continued discussion of potential future use, uses. Um, has anyone been in touch with you, Jamie, other than the ones that have come before us? No. 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 I think um, I think we're talking really quickly offline. A couple of us just on the way in. I think when you do an expression, you know, if you do a request for expression to interest, you at least globally tell the world, like, hey, this is here, what are your ideas? Um, generally, people sit on the sidelines until they understand the four corners of the puzzle. And I think while I would be not so sure the committee should make it, unless it wants to, about do you want to knock the building down? Do you want to leave it up? Is there a preservation restriction that goes with it? I mean, some of those decisions, just a few, just to, are huge decisions, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people called me about the Old South Church. They didn't call me about the church. They called me about the land, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the town could have knocked down the church and it made, you know, probably a couple hundred thousand dollars easy on the piece of land because you would have been able to build a single family residence on it. So those decisions that either this committee or the future councils make kind of then peak more interest or less interest, right? So I think everyone's just watching what's going on right now to understand what the four corners of the puzzle are um, about whether they're interested. I have no doubt in my mind that there are interested parties out there for property. <laughs> I don't need anybody to call me to tell me that. Um, but the big decision is ultimately, what does the council want to see the use go to and, and does the building stay? And then obviously other decisions like Greg had brought up, you know, maybe you keep the field but sell the front half, you know, just different things like that. I mean, those are big, big decisions to any prospective owner of the property. I think that we're going to have to ask Mark to look into um, the school was the property and the school was given to us by Davis there. I've been doing some reading on that. Mm -hmm. And if it was left to us in his will, then... Um, no, I don't even think it was the will. I think he was still alive. It was yeah. sold to us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, perhaps we've got to check to see if we really can do anything as far as getting rid of it for a non-educational purpose. We can. We've looked into that. Yeah. You did look yeah. into it. Yeah, well, it. we did the title search when the school closed it, yeah. and they brought it to the council. Yeah. Mark did the whole, and the, the firm that we used for title searches did all that work, and the deed is now recorded in the town of Franklin. Norfolk County deed. So there was no stipulation or requirement that the property or the building had to be used um, for an educational purpose. Um, the building was required to be named after Davidson Fair. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that, you know, in absence of that, um, you know, if the building were to stay, typically what I think a lot of town or entities do is they memorialize the name of the building, right? So if it turned into a brewery, for example, um, Davis it would be the Davis there. You know, you could you could work Davis on. They would exactly. be happy about that. Or um, <laughs> I just have to say it, but um, Neiman yeah. Marcus and and Natick last week announced that the Neiman Marcus at the mall is going to become a pickleball center. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? So if you did it as a pickleball center, I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah, night. yeah. But if you you would call it Davis there pickleball center, right? So, <laughs> but it's no required. There's no education. Yeah. yeah. There's, no deed restrictions. There's no deed restrictions. And um, has anyone from Dean been in touch with you? I, I Again, I don't need, they're not going to call me and ask me about what's going on. I think no, common, no interest, I'm common sense, common sense should tell anybody that, of course, Dean College would be interested in it. 
again, we haven't given them anything to be interested in other than the, the school has been closed. So um, you'll find out more from them possibly if you did an expression for interest or you did an RFP. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying that, like, I think it would be pretty obvious that they would probably be interested. If they're looking to grow their campus, I mean, that's probably the most – that site is right mm -hmm. next to them. It's In fact, the entire parcel of Davis there is, is completely surrounded by Dean College. Right. And I know that Dean was having a meeting tonight. Um, coffee. A coffee, yeah. And I had hoped to go before I realized with all of this. But that would have been a time that maybe some discussion could have come, you know, between the president and anyone asking a question. Through you, Chair, I think we all have to just also make sure we're a little careful. Um, we can't really... You know, if you're going to put this up for sale, you know, you have to do a public procurement. Um, and you can't just, like, pick and choose who we do this with. So I'm just putting that out there that, I mean, we can discuss things with people offline here or there and talk like we are at this meeting or like we would at the coffees or at the open mm -hmm, houses. Mm -hmm. But, you, you know, you wouldn't be able to really work anything out with them. About oh, of the course parameters not. Of, of course not. Yeah. yeah. Just as conversation. Yeah, um, just from what I've seen in, in town over the years, um, I just can't stress enough that the town has to keep their hands on this property. Because if we sell it, all we're doing is balancing our budget for the next three to five years, whatever it is. The town's going to go look for a piece of property in five to eight years to build something. We're going to have to take eight to ten parcels, buy it, put it together. It's going to cost us seven, eight million bucks. We own this thing flat out. The town has to keep this property. Mm -hmm. I don't think selling it is going to help us long term. It's just a short term fix. So, you know, we don't have to do anything with it. Jamie said we could just turn around and just come to the conclusion that we, we keep it idle or we take it down, take it land. But you, you plan for the future. That's all. Because there is no more land available. They don't make land, especially That's right. in this location. That's right. And I think by selling it, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. I was just going to suggest that, you know, we've met now three or four times, and um, I think that w there are some plausible ideas that have come up, and maybe it's time for us to turn to Castle Booze and say, you know, what of this list is not doable, and to start maybe assigning some price tags, because although I agree with you, Mr. Rondo, that keeping it um, certainly for long-term use would be good, we also have to consider the cost of whatever we would do. If we're going to do something with it and turn it into something else, who's going to pay for that? I honestly don't think the town can afford it, or we certainly can't afford it right now. But to your point, Greg, maybe down the road, you know, it would be something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just because it's there doesn't mean we have to build it. That, right. That's the point. Right. Yeah. And we don't have to rush into anything. You really don't. And, and like I was saying to Jamie earlier, it's costing us a little over 100 plus grand a, you know, a year to maintain heat, sprinkle, electric, insurance, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. There's at some point that 100 grand a year, you take it down, that's uh, you know, for five years, it's 500 grand you have in your pocket right. to do something with it in the future if need be. That's all. So it's just a, it's a financial decision you have to think of through as well. Yep. So the value is in the property. Right. Not in the building. Not in the building. You don't have. We don't just have twenty-five, thirty million just to do a semi-upgrade to get mm -hmm. this building to where it potentially could be. Right. It's not cheap right. to fix them. I'm in the business. I, right. I totally get it. And, um, it gets very expensive. Mm -hmm. So maybe looking at things that we could do that would not cost a lot of money that could at least perhaps gain some revenue, so that we're not having to pick up that 100000 a year and cost of keeping it open. But I think we've been told that anything we do is going to have to be brought up to code, or yeah. at least that's what I've heard. So Once you touch it, it yeah, you, you, have to. well, you may as well just check the $10 million box right out of, right out of the gate. Once just, you touch it. It's for prevailing wage. Yeah. Mm. You know, HVAC systems, uh, you know, structural repairs, uh, elevators, stairs, uh, new electric upgrades, gas, sprinklers. It, it's not cheap. It is not cheap. 
and I don't think the town has 25, 30 million just to play around. Just, just, and right. we have the dry vote coming up. So, mm -hmm. you know, some decisions going to be made. And I'm not quite sure this is going to be on the end of the, the, the spending. Now, this money that we would need, we could take from the CPA, couldn't we? Some be used? A little bit. Um, you, can, you can do some historical preservation to it. Um, you can maybe invest, but just, you know, as a gut check, you have nowhere, anywhere close nowhere near. to the amount of money that it would take. Not even. Like, you could save every penny out of CPA for the next probably 20 years. And you would not have the money, the cash on hand to be able to do this project. That's what I thought. Yeah. I wanted you to say and those would be bad. And just really quickly, Steve Sherlock, I know you had your hand up a while ago. I don't know if you had a question, Steve. I apologize. <clears throat> the item I was going to raise was, was raised after I raised my hand, so it's covered. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. I, I personally think that we're at a point that we could ask the town attorney and town administrator to at least draft an expression of interest document that could go out because all that is is seeing what ideas would come formally back to us, mm -hmm. like we did with the church property that the town owns. And then when you have that data, then you can say, oh, okay, this group is proposing housing this group is maybe Dean would then come forward and, right. you know, write up something and say, here's how we'd like to use it. There may mm -hmm. be some other groups that we're not even thinking of. But then that data gets us to an RFP process, mm -hmm. which is a little more formal. Right. Right. But at least it, it moves the needle. The end decision, to Greg's point, could still be, well, we don't like anything here and we're not going to do anything with it. But... I think we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot not to at least explore those options because I, I understand the logic behind trying to maintain and keep it because we don't know what's going to come down the road. But at the same time, it's hard for where I sit to justify a $100,000 expense on the town's rolls for something that's not being used. And we know that we could really use that money somewhere else. And I think having that big beautiful building or a parcel being used in some way, whether it be the community center that we've talked about, the art center we've talked about, maybe it's housing, maybe it's team, who knows? But I think it would be better for us to see it vibrant and used. And by the way, with expressions of interest and RFPs, you can put restrictions. We can put historic preservation in there. We can put the facade has to be kept. We can put you don't want to put a ton of stuff because that really restricts the, makes it harder and harder but at the same time we did it from the church property and habitat came to us and said oh okay we'll abide by your restrictions and you know i think it's possible so if people are concerned about oh we've got this big beautiful historic building in town and it's got all this charm and exterior character and we don't want to lose it okay then we can try that route but if the developers or whoever express interest say your restrictions are too hard, I can't make the math work, then maybe we gotta go back. But this all starts with an expression of interest. And I think now that we're a few meetings in, it seems kind of silly not to try to at least move this a little bit forward. Otherwise, I don't know what we're doing. Exactly. Right? I think I'm seeing a lot of nodding heads, but I, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like if we're going to truly propose something viable to the town council for December-ish, January-ish, whatever that was our charge, I don't, I don't see how we can do that without some more the expression. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, three, Madam Chair. So, the um, council manager ledger is accurate. I mean, what I think you'd want to do is have no restrictions. It's just an expression of interest. There's no legal binding anything to it, right. but. What we did learn with the church was the expression of interest went out with a lot of conditions and we had to kind of go try to call other entities to make sure people were aware of the RFP, right? So um, I think in this case, you really want to like, want to open up the imaginations um, and, uh, and, and let people just visualize for you 
I think that's a request that would be out for probably some time too. Um, but the council has to issue that the full, you know, the actual town council. So you'd have to make that recommendation, which it sounds like everybody's nodding their head that that's uh -huh. a good idea. Um, you know, the town attorney can still work on this in the next couple of months, right? But I'm just saying formally, you know, you have to at least vote to make that recommendation to the council, and then the council would have to take that up at a meeting and issue the expression of interest, which is very easy to do. And Jamie, there's nothing wrong with us saying in that expression of interest, at least now, that we, we don't, we're not talking about demolishing or segmenting the property, right? We're just... Or, or, are you, or are you suggesting that we just kind of put it out generic and then yeah. let, and let I think generic and let it, yeah, because okay. I think then you're going to have, hopeful, well, I think hopefully you would have people come to you and say, we want to knock down the building and here's what we visualize for housing. Or, you know, you may have other entities come into the play about uh, some other art center, some children's center, or, you know, maybe somebody might say, let's leave the ball field over there. Maybe Dean College might, you know, you just never know. Uh, but the more restrictions you put in it, for sure, dwindles the amount of creativity and the amount of applications you kind of get, or ideas you get, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So this body would make a recommendation yep. tonight and vote on it tonight to you could. it to the town council for an expression. Yep, good. Okay, we can hold on okay. that in a minute. So. I, I, Chris, would put a still put a restriction on it just to see if anything comes from that first, because as you said, you know you can sell it in time and you can't tear it down. Yeah. So you think we should put restrictions? For now, see. Well, what you would do is you would write it out. You would write it out, and we would write draft it in a way that wouldn't necessarily say unanimously that the council is going to absolutely 100% say the building would stay. But what you would do is we would draft it in a way to encourage ideas that all options are on the table including splitting off the ball field or splitting up the land or keeping the building up. We would write it in a way that would try to encourage everybody to think of all of those options. Mm -hmm. Councilor Sheridan is probably correct. I mean, if you, if, if the downside to doing it that way is then you, you'll have nobody put in and then you'll have to go back to square one again exactly. and do another expression of interest. Yeah. So we can creatively work with the attorney to try to come up with some language to try to you know, kind of accommodate all choices to make sure that it's clear to the potential uh, customers that all options are on the table. With a preference toward, we would love to try to keep the facade, but we would love to keep the ball field, but, you know, just to get people hopefully into these, you know, being creative. Okay. Do we think Gwyneth? Gwyneth? Just, uh, if we end up keeping the building, the town, do we know the potential cost of us demoing it? It's a great question. Uh, I'd have to ask the building commissioner. Uh, okay. The average house these days is probably in the 20, 25,000 range. Okay. So you're talking about removal of a lot of brick, yeah. disposal of that brick. You're, you're probably looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars. Though, the bigger demolition issues there are remediating the asbestos. Yep, right. Like, That's right. There'll still be a lot of asbestos, 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 asbestos in that building. Asbestos in that building. Yeah, you might be it's the big one. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, there'll be a lot of asbestos in the building. A lot of it is concealed within the the cavity between the exterior veneer and the backup wall. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in ceilings, on uh, insulation, stuff like that. That's all concealed that you can't see, and the. The error reports that were done for the school over time where they have to report and manage the asbestos that's exposed so children don't get into it like lead paint. Um, uh, that's all the visible stuff, but the stuff that's invisible, you will have to deal with. Uh, and that usually is the major cost and when you're demolishing a building of this age. What are your thoughts on the expression of interest that we're talking about right now? I think it's a great idea. I mean, it, you know, the. There's a lot We're of creative people point. out there that want to, who would, who would be willing to come forward, I would think, to to uh, uh, present their ideas to the, the committee. Uh -huh. um, uh, and probably a lot of things that, that we're not thinking of outside the box that that may be very, uh, very beneficial to the town. Okay. Um, oh. No, no, no. I'm going to go to the audience after. Okay. Um, 
If the police or fire department were to use it as a training facility, do they have to do any of the, uh, the abatement? You mean to use it for a training facility like for where to go and beat the bag out of it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I'd have to look at the the asbestos report that we have. I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head. It's been a while. Um, yeah, the we, did, we did have we, we did have a condition um, on another project uh, a few years ago where um, the building had the school had been unoccupied as the everyone had moved into the new school. Uh, and we allowed the police and fire department to come in and do exercises in the building, and it turns out they, you know, blew up a couple of doors and some other things, but the doors actually were fire-rated doors that had asbestos within them, and once that happened, the contamination went everywhere, oh. and it cost another couple hundred thousand dollars to wipe off every book in the library and stuff to get it out, so um, I would let us, you know, do a little more thorough, let us reread the, the asbestos rope to see what's there to be sure that there isn't any danger for, for doing that. I mean, people want to blow up things when they're doing those kinds of exercises. I guess yeah. you can expose stuff that you don't know is there, and it, it can be kind of risky. Well, the exposure to them themselves. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Right. That's the thing. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. absolutely. You don't want that. But the thinking was just that if, if we're going to have a building sitting there, mm -hmm. if we could save a few bucks mm -hmm. with the police and fire department doing that training there instead of paying to do it somewhere else, then it sort of case for you know at some point it washes out those costs but if we're going to uh expose them to dangerous conditions and end up having to remediate it all later and whatever and mm -hmm. it's totally not worth it <laughs> exactly thank you uh, i'd like to be uh, i'm in support of us taking action on the expression of interest tonight uh, i'd also like to second reverse thought in regards to maybe putting together a very broad list of the things that we've all uncovered and seen and just getting them down and recorded and then that way, either Castle Booze or the expression of interest results, we'll start to pick away at that list. And that way we can start to take a list of 25 things down to 10 or 8 or 6. And that goes to the council much further down the line. But I think, I think we're at a point I feel comfortable enough that we all have a couple ideas right. that we could start to put together and, and, and start working on. Perhaps we could have um, the committee bring with them a list of things for our next meet November 14th meeting. Is that okay with everyone? Just some ideas that you have, some things that were discussed? It's okay. Three minutes. I think, I think we've done that. Um, I think they're looking into a handful of those based on a meeting from the last meeting. So I think we were into the arts and recreation concept. We were into a few different looks at housing both without the building, but also if the back was blown out and you would extend housing out deeper, um, with their recreation department. I'm even thinking even broader where the building is gone and the use is X. Right. Not even just the physical structure itself, but. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so if the build, I think what, you know, and I've said this before, but the town's gonna have to do an appraisal at some point on the property as well. <laughs> with or without the building, right? Because it's still designated as a school on the property card, which it's not, right? So the value of the property was always appraised as a school. Um, and so we've got to change that. So we'll have to do an appraisal. The, the Board of Assessors will do that. Um, uh, Chris Feely, Kevin, and, and their staff and the board will do the appraisal. Um, but we will have to do a property appraisal at some point as well. And they'll do one, Jamie, with and without the building. Yeah, we could we could absolutely ask the appraiser to do both. Yep, to Chris's point, and because I think you want to know not only that, but you also have to look at the current zoning. The current zoning is not is not likely going to pass muster, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's single family four. <laughs> so yeah, so people are would be underwhelmed, I'm sure, at that tidbit. A lot of people think it's downtown commercial, but it's not. Um, so the zoning from a housing standpoint right now is actually. Uh, it's not very dense. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't be able to cram a lot of units on it. Maybe that's what the community wants. You know, maybe the community doesn't want to see an overwhelmingly large uh, commercial center or housing complex. But uh, but we'll do an appraisal on that uh, in due time as well. Okay. I just have a follow-up question on that. So does that appraisal have to happen before the expression of interest? Like, does that factor into, oh, no, so it's kind of the expressions of interest can come in regardless of... I mean, we probably won't get the expression of interest out till you know, possibly in December at the earliest. Yeah. 
you know, it'll take a little while anyway. So, right. um, you know, so we'll have some time. Okay. This young lady's had her hand up. If you want to come up and give us your name and address. Sure. Hello, everyone. Um, thanks to Sam for encouraging me a while ago. I don't know if you remember to come to this meeting. Um, Patricia Pruitt, 17 Sunset Road, Franklin, Mass. Um, my question is for those of us who are citizens who want to attend the open house, and I love the idea of gathering ideas, how does that filter back to the expressions of interest? Because I certainly don't have the expertise to know the best use of the building but I also promised a friend of mine that I would come to hear what you guys were talking about. Um, so I guess my question is, how do those sign-ins for people that hopefully come to the open house on Friday and Saturday, if you see great ideas that nobody's thought of before, how does that filter to this committee? Good question. Fantastic and I question. think we'll just send it over to Jamie and see what he has to say. Thank so you. So the um, that is a great question. So the expressions of interest is a is a legal procedure that is in, in intended to generate expressions of interest. I can't make this up. Um, well, well, not necessarily. It could be a developer. It could be a nonprofit. Um, you know, it could be a you know. For all intents and purposes, somebody may came forward and say, we want to build a new school there or something. To I think, you know, Greg's point a while ago, I mean, you could have another border committee. There's no restriction on the entity that could at least put in um, an idea of what their vision for the property would be. In all likelihood, most people, based on the cost, you know, the local art association probably doesn't have the, the, the resources. But they can still actually put in an idea and say, they could draw out a vision and say, this is what we think would be a great idea. Um, you know, you could get um, stuff from housing developers, you could get commercial and developers, you could get um, nonprofits in town, nonprofits out of town. Um, you know, and I think about folks like the Amigo School, I think about folks like the Arts Association, small, large, middle sized. I mean, it could be a lot of different entities. It could be, you know, that's what happened when we got the um, Old South Church. Um, was Habitat for Humanity eventually bid, right? That wasn't something anyone talked about earlier in those debates. Um, and so that's why you put it out there. You put it out for a long period of time. In the case of the Old South Church, there was actually a story we did on WGBH about the church. So we used the length of time that the, the RFP was out there to try to get media bites, just get some hits, so there would be broader network of, of organizations that were aware. You know, for all I know, a state agency may want it. I, you know, who knows? Um, could be a lot of different entities. Um, and so the ideas, though, at the open house are more ideas from citizens or residents or others that are say, well, I would love it if, a, if, if this would be really cool as a, a brewery and a distillery, or this would be great as a rec center, or this would be great as a uh, maker shape you know, kitchen idea, or maybe we should have artist lots, right? Just, you know, trying to generate the juices of creativity and ideas to get people to think about it. And as I've said at these committee meetings many times, hopefully people get excited someday about some of this because it's a transformative parcel of land and it's going to change the character certainly uh, entering Franklin and downtown. So, uh, so there's a little bit of a difference between the ideas we're collecting at the open houses and the expressions of interest that, um, that we put out. I hope that helps. Does that, will that answer your friend's question, Sue? So, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> your friend will tell you when yeah. you see her. Right. I just wanted to ask Jamie, for, for a lot of people don't know, the expression of interest, who's it go to in the RFPs so you can let everybody know? State agencies. We, just, um, we put it out everywhere. Yeah. Yep. That's how we got the Redbrick Schoolhouse tenant. Um, that's how we got to Habitat at the Old South Church, um, and we just broadcast it widely. And no, you know, in case people don't, I know. Yeah. Oh, right. People don't know how many people it actually gets to. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, it usually, you know, usually again, like the GBH story was really critical. Um, you know, that was a big deal. Um, we're very grateful. They did a half-hour uh, radio interview on it, 
um, which really broadcasts. And I think, you know, the, the church element of it, I think, was part of the hook there. Um, some of the history was the hook. But Davis there has the same, right? And I believe it's near the 100th anniversary of the school, which also kind of has a hook, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Is that next year? Yeah. Right? So January 1, 2024 is the 100th anniversary. So we may want to time the expression of interest for the anniversary, um, which will generate hopefully more media buzz, and we can get the word out to a broader network of people well outside of Franklin, you know, statewide, nationwide. Um, you know, people will certainly be looking at that. So follow up, and sorry for my does the town still own the old South Church and then leases or rents to Habitat for that year? Was that a purchase deal? Now it's off the books. We still own it, but it's a purchase deal with a series of contingencies. So they have four and a half years to actually construct the affordable units that they said in the agreement they were going to do. The sale price, I believe, was $100. It may have been 1000 I can't remember the zero, but but um, the sale price is contingent upon them delivering the affordable housing that they are required to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, and then the transfer does happen to Habitat for Humanity. The transfer of the property does transfer over. If they don't meet those conditions in the in the agreement, then the town still keeps the property. Because to this gentleman's point, the idea that forward-thinking 10, 12 years from now, town of Franklin now needs a parcel of land. If we were to still own the building, in the meantime, put it into serviceable use somehow. It is, and the serviceable use is a good, is a great term. The problem is, is that the school doesn't really have a lot of serviceable uses right now. Not in its former. Right, because it, it was closed because it was, it was, it was not an adequate facility for educating children. Therefore, daycares don't work, right? You know, and when people go in, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'll, I won't be not nervous about this till it's over. But, you know, to get out of the base, you know, people are going to want to go into the basement, right? Because that's where the basketball court is. But, you know, to get out of the basement isn't necessarily easy for everybody either. It's not ADA accessible. There's no elevator, um, and so. You know, there's very, very few uses the building could be used for now. Nonprofits, ironically, are exempt from most of these requirements. So that's why the Old South Church works for Habitat, because they're a nonprofit. And that's why the 4-H Robotics Club works well for the Redbird Schoolhouse, because they're a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And, right, so that's how that religious uses, colleges, universities, they're all considered nonprofits, so they can... Restrictions. The restrictions are fewer. Tax base on that property as well by doing that. The don't taxes. You, don't you lose your taxes on that property when you try to vote for the nonprofits? Like you do. In the, all three of those cases, they were never taxable parcels anyway. So, so but if you turn it over, you just turn it over those potential taxes. You turn it over those. If you turn it over, exactly. Correct. And in the case of nonprofits, while they're exempt from taxes. Um, you know, Dean College, I just have to say, is a great example. They do pay a lot of property taxes, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They pay on the McGurrow House building, on various uh, houses that they own on School Street and some of the other adjacent neighborhoods. People think they don't pay property taxes, but be, either be myself or with Mr. Nutting, we worked out agreements with them so that they would pay property taxes. A lot of college and universities do pay property taxes. People just, they just don't like to talk about that often, right so so just because it goes to a you know if it was to be leased or rented by dean or whatever they still would be paying you know so dean would have to pay taxes they're not this required to they're not legally pardon? required to pardon they are not legally required to they're a good community member who has agreed for 20 years that any property acquisition that they've made they have made agreements with the town to pay property taxes Right, so they don't have to, but because they're a good community steward, they've formed agreements with us that they will pay the same property tax rate as any other resident in town. So they do pay on on those few buildings. Okay, I'd like people to know that. I was yeah. just going to say that that that's very important information that nobody knows. Yeah, truly, know. they don't. They think right away that they don't yep. pay taxes. Yep. Why, you know, do anything? So, well, President Elmore is here a couple yeah, months he ago, it, yeah, and he, he, was he mentioned it. Right. Yeah, uh, right. But yeah. Jamie, now other communities have made deals with the uh, colleges where they 
they pay loop tax or something, yep. right? Pilot. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's right. And, and that's essentially what we're talking. Yeah. So they make a pay, or they'll say, instead of paying the property tax rate, we're going to convey to you whatever the number, $50,000 a year for A, B, and C mitigation of a concern, right? Or we will invest this much money into a sidewalk or sewer or water, you know, different things. So those are called pilots, you're right. And just to re review one more time with this draft of the expression of interest, there is no binding or legalness to it. In other words, we can do this, we can put it out there, and as everybody has said, get more data, get more interest, get more ideas. Mm -hmm. It's not legally binding. Not legally okay. Binding. Just want I heard you say that. I just wanted to make sure I understood it. Thank, Thank you. Ted. I was just going to piggyback on a couple of things that have been said. So. Payments in lieu of taxes or pilots are on, they're, they're between the nonprofit and the municipality. So people have to understand that, like, those nonprofits aren't required to pay taxes, but they right. do a contract with the municipality, much like the city of Cambridge has a contract with Harvard. Harvard doesn't have to pay taxes, but they created a document that they basically give the city of Cambridge enough money to run their fire department. And that's an agreement they have to be good citizens, as, as Jamie said. Okay. So Dean has a similar document with the town, but it's not for their entire campus. Mm -hmm. It's not for everything they own. It's on certain parcels that they own. They agreed to pay taxes to us. So if for some reason, Dean down the road is what we decide is going to maybe buy Davis there, then that could be written into the contract with them. That, That's okay, right. This parcel that you're purchasing from us also comes with taxes back to the town. Yep. Um, and I think the other uh, one was also mentioned, like future, future taxes, that has everything to do with use. So if we were to sell that parcel to a developer that made apartments, there's tax revenue coming back to the town forever on those apartments. Mm -hmm. If the parcel was sold to a developer that made it into condos, there's tax revenue coming back to the town forever on the condos. So it's not like we, we have a parcel right now that's generating zero that potentially, depending on use, could give the town tax revenue. But that's not guaranteed. That all depends on how it's, who it's sold to and what it's used assuming, you know, how things go. But I think it's just important for people to understand that there's those differences. Absolutely. Any other questions? So to make yeah. that recommendation, we would vote or? Yeah. Yeah. Do we would vote, yes. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions on this? OK, I didn't go out to Zoom land, so let's go out there and see if anybody has anything they would like to say or add. No hands. No hands. Okay. Okay. I think that we will. Um, I'll look for a motion to. Um, okay. There you go, Ted. Go right ahead. Uh, Madam Chair, I, it'd be my honor to make a motion to this committee to send to the town council language through our attorney and town administrator for an expression of interest to go out to the community for the Davis there property. Okay. Second. Second. Okay. Let's take a vote. All those in favor? I don't have to do a, a roll call or anything. Nope. Everybody's here. No. Discussion. No. It's, yeah. Um, well, yes, a discussion we had first. So is there any more discussion on this? No. Should we ask Kiesel if they have any comment on this? If they've had any, if you've had anything in the past that you may want to add to this, that may. No. Okay, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, it passes. We will bring this to the town council for their vote on an expression of interest. Fantastic. Okay. Great. And Great it probably job. won't be at this next meeting. No. It'd go into um, 
Well, let me just consult with the attorney tomorrow on the, this is a little more complex than yeah. the old South Church. That was that was a little easier. The red brick schoolhouse was, was easier. So yeah. uh, let me just, um, when Mike gets back from the conference, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to everybody at once and, and try to get something. Okay. Like I said, I just want to make sure people know, like, this isn't just going to be in yeah. a couple weeks. Like, this is going to take, right. you know, some time to really make sure we're writing it yeah. out right. And Mark, the town attorney, sorry, the town attorney may come back and say, ask me questions. And then, you know, if, if I can't answer them, we might have to come back to the committee. So, okay. um, you know, but this is so a great, talking, this is a great step forward. Yeah. We're talking perhaps December or is that too soon? I think it's too soon. I think you also right, want to make sure you time it when people are going to see it. And I don't think people are going to see it when it's the holiday season exactly. because nobody sees anything between Thanksgiving and January yeah. 1st. Right. I also think from a PR standpoint, it, it sounds a little cheesy, but, you know, hitting it when the school's turning 100, I think does does sound a little juicier. There's something about it, 99 versus 100. I don't know what it's it is. To be able to get that advertisement. Yeah. Be, exactly. To get, so I think, you know, we'll have to strategize as a team just a little bit, make sure we time it right. Okay. Um, and the builders and construction folks know there's, there's a seasons for these things. So if we get it out in January, I would say leave it open for a while. Um, but I think January, February, March time frame is probably probably a good one. But I, I'm, I'm open to ideas, but I think that's probably a good time frame. Um, and then you're really into the spring, and hopefully you have, you know, you actually have some meat um, people will be able to look into. <laughs> so, Jamie, for the purposes of our next meeting in November, we can have the information from the open houses that you're That's right. That's right. Yep. right? Yep. So we have something more to talk about. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can update us on your conversations with Mark about the expression of interest. Absolutely. Yep. You know, pers personally, I don't, I don't want to see it go all the way to the spring, but I do because I think it'd be nice to the expression of interest to actually lead to an RFP and yeah. start to see some movement. The building's been vacant for a few years now, but I also appreciate the 100th anniversary concept. Yeah. So. so we should do it at the beginning of the year, January into maybe February. Yeah. That would be a good time, 2024. And we're going to come with any ideas we might have at the next meeting in addition to the data we get from the open house sign-in and anything that Jamie has to report and our personal ideas from what we've heard the last couple of months. Yes. yes. Got it. And then I think Steve now does have a question. Okay. Steve? Yes, Madam Chair. Okay. Uh, it had been previously discussed that your committee had a charter through make recommendations through the end of the year with the discussions now with the uh, expression of interest going beyond that. Does that charter change need to be made or is it more open and I just misremembered? Well, I think that that was a, a resolution so that we can certainly amend the resolution to make it go a little bit longer. But we are really making the expression of interest. Right. We've made the decision beforehand, um, before in 2023. So that's just implementing it now in 2024. So personally, I think we're covered, but I'm not an attorney. So if we I, I have to change a, the resolution, we can do that. Yeah, I don't think we'll need to. Um, yeah. You know, I think, uh, and I think Councilor, several folks were correct. I mean, we don't have to wait till the end of December to make a formal recommendation. That's probably, probably more often than not, that's what happens. But in this case, I, I think with unanimous consent, with everybody in agreement, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to start working on that now, because it is going to take a couple months for us to go through the staff process of making sure we write the right verbiage and things mm -hmm. of that sort. So, and we're also busy. <laughs> we have a lot of things we're doing. So, and Steve, I would I would say to your point, it's perfectly fine if community members want to still come to us or come to the November meeting with additional ideas, mm -hmm. comments. Uh, maybe they attend the open house and they uh, feel energized to come and ask some questions. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like our charge as a committee going through December is more making sure that this is a public education process, right? Like, we want to, we're welcoming everybody to these meetings. They, some have been better attended than others, but they're still welcome to come to do that so and i think and i think we'll probably have a meeting in december and they can come to that too and then our formal charge so. will wrap up 
Okay. Madam Chair, it does yes. say in the resolution that um, we would conduct a market appraisal of the property, which we already discussed a little bit tonight. So that mm -hmm. was one of the things, in addition to the talking that we've been doing at the meetings, and again, to just make a final report as far as potential uses by the end of December. But, you know, to everyone's point, we can't rush it. It is what it is. And if you are putting out an expression of interest, then it's just going to take time. So, but to me, it sounds like we're, we're doing following. what they've asked us to do. I think that we're following and, you know, everything. Yeah. I mean, yes. that wasn't a whole lot of time when you think about it. No. Right? Unless we had planned on meeting every week and whatever. But and even so, you wouldn't, have, work. you wouldn't have gotten that done. You need open right. houses. You need people to weigh in. And I think that this weekend coming up may open the door, too, with yep. some other ideas and concerns or whatever. So um, I think that's going to work out yep. fine. So great. I agree. anything else with this? Yes. Can I just ask a question? With the expression of interest ideas when they come in, is it the town council that looks at the ideas and evaluates them? Or who, what group like decides which are the viable ones or potentially interesting for the town? That's a great question. So ultimately, the care and custody and the legal authority rests with the town council. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a good question. That's, that's like one of those little details that I'll talk to the town attorney about. And I think there's a strategy that goes along with it. Um, so we'll have to work out a timeline. And as you draft an RFP, those things kind of come out among the staff. We'll, we also have a purchasing office um, who's certified and all this stuff. Pam Vickery is wonderful. So we'll probably work with her as well. So um, ultimately, I just, I'm just painting it out like the ultimate um, decision is going to rest with the council, right? Um, my guess is at some point this committee will have an active role in discussing all those, um, just like the ideas that people bring up. Uh, but ultimately, the any RFP that goes out, you know, would be awarded by the by the authority. Okay. Anything else? No. Nope. And do you have any um, thoughts or? I'm all set. I'm just nothing. Here to listen today. <laughs> Okay, we made the meeting so that it wouldn't be too long while you see that. Thank you for coming once again uh, to answer any questions that we might have. So if we are finished, other than, no, 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 the next meeting, it is going to be for November 14th. Yeah. Okay. Everybody fine with November 14th? I may need to call in if I can make it at all, but I'll yep. let you know. Okay, no problem. We had a note that it was going to be in the training room. It's on a Tuesday, okay. yeah. Is that a training room there? You can't come. Not on that date. Okay. No, not available. Okay, so say. So maybe we, we should look at it. We can look at a different date. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Is it Tuesdays that are bad for you guys in it's general? That it's just that, that one Tuesday. That, one Tuesday. Yeah. that particular Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. What about after Thanksgiving? So. Is that better? Um, Let's go. Sure. Tuesday Does someone want to make a motion? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was it? I'm just asking. Well, Tuesday the 21st. You guys have a tax rate hearing that. No, not the 21st. On the 21st? The 21st is two days before okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. No. Okay. 28th is what I was suggesting. The week after Thanksgiving, I think. Correct. Is that Robert? Is that what you're How about the 28th, then? That's the week after. That's on a Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? That's just a bad day for you? No. Oh, no, Tuesday. No. It's just yeah, that works Tuesday. 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 the 28th. Okay. Yeah, no. The 28th, is that okay for everyone? Yep. As of now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And let's put it on our calendars, Dave. Was that there? 7 yeah. o'clock. 7 p.m. on the 28th. Yes. You've got it. Instead of the 14th. Right. Instead, Instead of the 14th. Of the 14th. Right. Yes certainly want to make everybody available so yeah. all right and i don't have anything else on the agenda now unless there are comments that the committee would like to make or very glad that we're moving forward yeah with we certainly are so we you. certainly are nothing nothing, nothing. Nope. okay motion then let's have a, an amendment a motion to a adjourn second motion to adjourn second all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? No. Thank you all. Thank you. We'll see you on Friday and Saturday, those who can make it. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. 
This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.